Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast with me, your host, the problem child, David Robinson. Today, I'm joined by two good friends of mine, as well as being local independent wrestlers uh, working for AWW, Alternative World Wrestling. Uh, we would like to have more of these guys on, but uh, to begin with, you've got their world champion, Axel Steele, and his tag team partner in Metal Malaysia, Donnie Sparks. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. I should Fantastic. probably direct to one of you. It'll get confused if not, would it? I should probably go <laughs> back and forth. But, That's uh, right, mate. Well, Sometimes. the mouthpiece, also the world champion. So we'll start with you, Axel or Ant. What are we going with in terms of the interview? Do you mind? Oh, well, we'll go with Axel. We'll go with Let's Axel. Go. <laughs> so, Axel, what's it like being a world champion? Um, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Um, you never really think you're going to hit that kind of level for anybody, really. Most people who get into this, it's. So a lot of people, it's a flash in the pan or a hobby. And when you get given something as a kind of an opportunity to do that, to recognize the work you put into, it's it's kind of surreal. Yeah. Surreal. How long have you yeah. uh, been at AWW? Did you train with them, Axel? Or did you uh, have you been wrestling a long time? What's your kind of story in terms of how you got into wrestling and how long you've been wrestling? So how I got into wrestling, I've always enjoyed watching wrestling. Um, growing up watching all the Attitude Era, the likes of The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Triple H, yeah, all those guys, you're a uh, man who shall not be named, um, Kurt yeah. Angle and so on and so on, that kind of era. Um, loved all that. And um, I hadn't seen it for a couple of years. Yeah, Sky got a bit expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One night, I'm round uh, my partner's house at the time and we're, I'm flicking through the channels, WWE's on. And it's uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. And uh, just it got me back into it. So yeah. I, I found um, a local indie show in Tipton. At, uh, I think it was Allen Sports Bar. Yeah, BCCW. Um, I don't know if it was BCCW then, but yeah, I know who you're talking it was about. FCW then. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think BCCW were about then. This this is going yeah. about like nine years. Cool. So I go there. I take my, my, uh, my daughter. And she loved it. Absolutely lost her mind. And uh, I found out these guys had a training school. And I thought, well, I'm going to go and be the hero for my little girl to cheer on. Yeah. So as mad as it sounds, I got home. I'd lost the details for this training school. It fell out of my pocket somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I go online, searching for these schools, and I find AWW, which was a stone's throw away from where I was living. Go down there. And uh, it, at, the mom, at the time, it was owned by Kevin O'Neill. Yeah. He was the head trainer, he owned it, he put in on shows once a month and uh, started training there. I've been there as the home promotion ever since. Okay. So if, if things would have worked out differently then and you hadn't lost that piece of paper, you might have had a very different introduction to wrestling and, and you would have been training at a completely different school? Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, it's worked out pretty well for you though. How about, uh, how about you, Donnie? Did you get into, in, uh, into wrestling the same time as Ant? If you've got a similar story in terms of when you 
were you watching wrestling when you were growing up or is it kind of later on that you've got into it? Yeah, well, pretty much the uh, the same as as Mr. Steel over here. Yeah. And um, watching through the late 90s Attitude Era. Obviously, to me, that's my favourite era of all time. Yeah. And um, my first actual wrestling like, show that I've ever seen on TV was um, The Night Having Heart Died, actually. That yeah, yeah. Um, Which, obviously, I, I wasn't aware of anything at the time. Yeah. Um, but one of the first memories I've got is listening to Jim Ross saying that he's, he's passed away and he's not part of the show. Yeah. And uh, the main event for that was The Undertaker versus Stone Cold. Yeah, and that captivated with me. So yeah. there was a lot of emotion there, but that main event, I, I, I was in. I, I was in for the ride then. Yeah. Until about 2002. And then, honestly, I stopped watching wrestling altogether all through high school. And it's yeah. only really since um, Instagram and YouTube became as big as they are, and I started to see more clips. Um, And then to get into it, <laughs> As all good stories start, I was drunk. <laughs> so I, I play football on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, after the match, ritual, go back to the pub, have a couple of drinks. Um, it was around this time that I started bumping into Mr. Steele in the pub. Yeah. And he, uh, he, he praised how good the wrestling was. Oh, I should come along. I'd really enjoy it. So I, I did put him off for about six weeks. And then I gave him, and I basically said, "If I come training once, will you shut up about it?" Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, just just come along once and see what you think." And then I went along to the training, not knowing what to expect, and just fell in love instantly. Yeah. And I looked back once, and that was 2018. Yeah. So you've both been doing it now for well, and longest for yourself, but even yourself, twenty five years you've been uh, wrestling. How long did it take for you to go from training to appearing in shows? Um. I was training for about two years. Um, I was very inconsistent with my training for the first 12 months, on off, on off, you know, various things. I was working night shifts, rotating to day shifts at my me, uh, me day job. So some weeks I couldn't make it. Some weeks I would, some weeks I was just that tired. I didn't turn up. Um, but when I started hitting it consistently, yeah. Um, and obviously the more you hit it, the better you get at it. So it was just shy of two years. And I made my debut at a Royal Rumble. And because I'm a complete and utter dick, I made sure I got a full entrance on my Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been, pra been practising this entrance. It was kind of like a Chris Jericho thing where I just come out and I got my hands up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> back right in the audience. <laughs> Made my way down thinking it was this was amazing. I'm going to milk this for everything it's worth. And um, Kev went straight up after him, hit him with a few shots, um, got my little flurry on him, hit a splash. And then he just grabs me, puts me in the corner, bang, chop. Yeah, welcome <laughs> yeah, to uh, welcome that. to the big time. <laughs> yeah. How about your done. debut, Donny? Were you in a rumble as well, or um, or did you? Because obviously you guys are a tag team, and you have been for a, for a few years. Uh, I know you haven't had too many kind of tag team matches for a while. Um, is that how you were introduced to the business? Did you come in as Ant's partner, or did you have a run on your own before that happened? No, I um I came in as Adam's partner. Um yeah. Axel, basically sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Mr. Steele. <laughs> We've both done that. <laughs> um yeah, I, I was fast tracked. Um yeah. so after a couple of sessions, the word got out that there was having a tournament for the new tag team titles. Yeah. Um, in memory of um, Biohazard, who used to uh, be a wrestler for AWW and he sadly passed away. Okay. Um so they had a tournament like so in, in his honor, 
as the new tag champs. So they fast tracked me, and it was six months from my first training to my first actual match. Okay. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of work. There was a lot of work putting that six months to get me ready just to go out for that fifteen minutes. But yeah, it, it, again, I ain't looked back since, and I do miss our tag matches. Yeah. Hopefully, we get a few more coming up soon. I'm hoping so. For, uh, what was that um, like for you in the aftermath of that, Donny? You've been fast-tracked. You've done this six-month of more intensive training and a lot quicker than it would have normally happened, I suppose, on the indies. Um, but I take it you were getting pretty good reactions and responses off the back of that because you've gone on and you've been a feature for AWW ever since. Yeah, we, it was the lovable heels. Um, yeah. We we started off, people hated us. And the more people hated us, the more people loved to hate us. Yeah. And we sort of won them over that way. It was more character work than the in-ring work. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it just seemed to just happen naturally, which I owe a lot to uh, <laughs> Mr. Steele and his gift for the gab. Yeah. It, helped. it definitely helps. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it was just a wild ride to get to that point and to then start progressing and getting the reactions from the crowd, because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Whether it's negative or positive, as long as you're getting the reaction and they're going, oh, I'm happy. That's what it's all about, yeah. Obviously, Kev, I think, sold the promotion and um, somebody else came in and bought him out. I'm not sure exactly what happened there. But what is it about AWW? You know, what what's different about the company? What is it that you two guys love about it? And, and you know, you've been there a long time now. Um, you know, there's lots of other different promotions popping up left, right, and center all the time. But you guys have have really been loyal and been there for for a long time now. What is it about AWW that you enjoy? Uh, well, for me, that it's a it's a loyalty thing. There's an old saying: "Don't shit on your doorstep." Yeah. Um, Kev gave me my chance. Yeah. And I'll always be grateful for that. Yeah. Um, he had his own little ways, his own. Um, list of rules and guidelines that he wanted everyone to stick with and uh, he used to have this thing where you don't wrestle within this sphere like this um, what's the word, circumference I suppose you could say, a yeah. radius because he wanted to protect his um, his roster, he didn't want it to be oversaturated, people come to see me to see you, why are they going to come to see you here if they can see you in Tipton, yeah. see you in West Brom etc, I, I get it it's an old school mentality but I get it yeah um, so just just sheer kind of loyalty, I suppose. You've trained me up. You've given me my opportunity. You've got me to the point where I can wrestle. I'll stick here and I'll abide by that. And when I do go out, it'll be further afield. I mean, how, how else are you going to get your, your name or your brand out if you only stay in within 10, 15 miles? You're not. Yeah. So in a way, it kind of forced me to think, okay, where can I go to get that kind of growth as a as a character and get that kind of reputation as a wrestler or you know a, a worker as I suppose you could call it now. Yeah. Um, so it made me look further afield and we've done a few shows up and down the country, some set together, some separate. But um just by having that kind of old school thing where I want you to be protected within this circle made us look further afield, which was quite quite good. We got to meet some very good people on the road. Yeah, um, yeah. then obviously Kevin O'Neill sells it up. New owner brings it in, and it's it's just like the the best way I can describe it. Though it's it's almost like a family feeling there. Yeah, everybody supports each other in their training. Everybody helps each other in training. Um, I've been asked now to help coach some of the younger guys, and I'm loving that. 
That is yeah. fantastic. I mean, that in, that in itself has helped me improve. Yeah. Because I've had to kind of make sure I'm what I'm showing these guys is good. I yeah. can't go and say, we're going to do this today. Oh, paused it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to know my kit. So it's made me better. But um, it's it's given me a lot. Um, and I can't thank the place and the trainers, the owners enough. Um, we've got Dave Mastiff there as a head trainer now, which has really changed the game. I mean, I don't think there's many um, schools in the area that can boast having a former WWE and one of the biggest indie stars the UK has ever produced as a head trainer. Yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely pretty impressive, amazing. as you say. And, and you know, talking AWW and in the past, you likes of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate and yeah. a lot of other stars, particularly from the Midlands, have, have come through the company. Uh, I know I saw, you know, talking about your seminars and training up new guys, I saw that you had Zach Zodiac there this past weekend. Um, what's it like getting people like Zach in and, and you know, the Dave Mastiffs, as you, as you mentioned, you know, having those kind of guys come in and spend time with young performers as well, young guys and girls that are getting into wrestling, that want to be trained the right way, you know, to have those type of names um, providing training for your future stars, that must be pretty cool. It's amazing. And that's one of the great things about what's happening at AWW at the minute is more than happy to say, I'm going to book this special guest coach. I'm going to book this special guest coach. I'm going to bring these in for a session. I'm going to bring him in for one, and then he's going to be back in six months' time or whatever it may or may not be. So we've got Dave Mastiff, who's doing the general training, like showing me and the other trainer there how he wants us to perform, what he knows he's going to get people noticed, what he knows he's considered up here. Yeah. And then we've got these extra guys coming in, the likes of Zach Zodiac. Flash Morgan Webster, Eddie Dennis, uh, Johnny Storm's been there. We've had Johnny Saint down there, Shah yeah. Samuel. Uh, we've had so many guys. I mean, even Bram. Uh, yeah, he's been yeah. there in the past. Some massive names. And most of these guys who come and do these seminars, I'll say, I'm not saying this is how you should because you've got your head trainer, but take what works for you. If yeah. you like what I'll show you and it can make what you've been taught alongside your head trainer better, that's going to work. And having someone like Zach in, you know, he was amazing. The the energy of the guy. Oh, yeah. We had him on the podcast and he was just phenomenal. I've never spoken to anybody about wrestling that loves wrestling as much as he loves wrestling. Yeah. You can see it emanating from him. And the, and the best way I can describe it is the joy on his face when he sees yeah. somebody who doesn't nail something first time. As simple as a shoulder roll. Uh, we were going through some shoulder rolls and we've got some guys who are pretty fresh who haven't quite got it right. Yeah. And just got that special way of hyping you up. And when he just sees you improve, he, he jumps and he's shouting and he's he's going, that's it, come on, let's go. And yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> the energy is unreal. That's that's he, awesome. He, but... Just any improvement, he just gets the room going crazy. It's fantastic. Without going into kind of too much, because I know, uh, and we'll talk about how how guys and girls can get involved at AWW and how they can attend training schools if they wanted to. Um, what else goes into like the training in terms of from the head trainer, the guest trainer? Are you working simply on in ring stuff? Are you doing stuff in terms of promos? Are you doing stuff in terms of overall presentation, or do you touch on a bit of everything within these training sessions? So, it, a lot of it depends on the trainer on the day. Yeah. Um, 
Mastiff is very much all about getting your absolute fundamentals bang on the money. And some of the things he'll show us will just be like, I've never thought about it like that. Or you'll see something done on TV, but won't notice the intricacy. Yeah. Um, and then he'll break it down and you'll just go, oh, I've seen that every week for 10 years and I've never spotted that. Yeah, then yeah. Because yeah. then you see it every time then you're like, oh, I've seen that now. Yeah. yeah. Um, the kind of sessions I like focusing on are more about uh, ring awareness, positioning. And so it, depending, I do a lot of um, calling is the best best thing yeah. I call. We, we learning how to react in the moment. Okay. That's always fascinating me, that is. Yeah. There's nothing worse than thinking, you know exactly how this match is going to go, top to bottom. You've planned X, Y, and Z. You get out there and the crowd just goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how can how can we learn to say, okay, the crowd's not reacting, boys. What are we going to do? Okay, so, like so, so on the fly, in the match, calling it in the ring, if you like. Yeah, yeah, changing yeah. things as you go. I mean, if you get hurt, what are you going to do? You can't do the match as you've planned it. You've got to change it. Yeah. Can you carry on? Yeah, I can, but we can't do this now. All right, what we do instead? It's that kind of thing, thinking on your feet. I mean, do you've done a few, few of mine at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah, a fair few, too many. <laughs> yeah. And Donny, yeah. what, what is the kind of schedule for AWW? How frequently are you having shows? Where are those shows? Um, are you doing like is, is stuff going out onto YouTube? How can people access your the content, I suppose, and see you guys in action if they can't get there face to face? Yeah, well, at, at the moment, as far as I know, the, the YouTube's on on the um the build up, like it, it ain't yeah. accessible yet. We're still yeah. going through getting the back catalogue updated and uploaded. So the plan um, is to have some content that's going out. On social media, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. The best way to get your product out there is to, to get it out there. Yeah. So places like YouTube, there is um we are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and the like. Yeah. And they do post little bits on there, um, normally little snippets from the match, or if we've got um one four who do our photography, they put pictures on from the match on the uh, socials as well. Yeah. Whereas as for the shows itself, I'm usually once a month, um, we have a bit of a break in the summer. Um, July is the Hales Owen Carnival, which we're there every year. Yeah. Other than that, it's usually the first Saturday of the month, depending on May Day and Bonfire Night. Okay. Uh, we've got a show coming up on the 11th of November, which yeah. we used to do the same weekend as Bonfire Night. But obviously, a lot of people would rather be watching fireworks than uh, a couple of sweaty men fighting each other. <laughs> Uh, I don't moved... know. No, I'd rather be watching this. <laughs> this is true. This is true. When there's metal militia involved, different. But uh, yeah, so we moved like stuff like that to a week later, so people can do both now. Yeah, and is it a... one that's the option. Yeah, is it Hales are in Town Hall where you guys are? It, all, is it all yeah. your shows are there? Is it a mix of venues? At the moment, all the shows are there. And um, we before COVID, it we was doing um, Tipton Sports Academy. Yeah. We ran a couple of shows from there and we had a show booked in Bridge North. Yes. I can't the, remember the venue for the life. But it was the week that lockdown happened. Okay. Uh, that that on the back burner. And at the moment, we're just building back up just purely in Hales Owen. Yeah. But I'd imagine there is plans again to branch out for a special show here and there. Yeah. Uh, and do you think, um, 
under like the new ownership and stuff, and obviously there's a real boom period in wrestling at the minute. You know, people are comparing it to the Attitude Era, and I don't think we're ever going to get certain aspects of the Attitude Era again in terms of the 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 amount of people that are watching wrestling live, particularly in the States. Uh, but there is certainly a massive buzz about wrestling and a lot of independent wrestlers are getting booked up left, right and centre to shows. Do you think there is an attitude within AWW to potentially work with other other wrestling companies? Or do you think for the time being you'll be, you'll be doing your own thing and, as you say, bringing on your online content, establishing your newer stars and people that are kind of in training under your your Axel and uh, Dave Masters tutelage? Uh, well, I'm not sure whether he'd be working directly per se with other promotions. We uh, we do tend to bring other people in from yeah. other places. Uh, we do try to push our guys to go and wrestle at other places. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get better. You're going to get out there. And if you get out there and you have a storming match and people remember you, that looks good on us. Yeah. You know, we, we've helped you get there. Um, but as, as far as like working alongside, who knows? I mean, that that's that's a that's an answer that the uh, the man who owns the keys yeah. can only give. It's just but, interesting, uh, is it? The whole landscape in wrestling in the past few years yeah. have changed with the introduction of AEW, I suppose, uh, and really giving WWE some real competition. You've got Impact doing so well. You talk about Flash Morgan Webster. He's a guy that's, uh, as far as I'm aware, still a tag team champion over at Impact. Um, I believe so, yeah. So, you know, some of your guys getting the opportunity to work with current Impact Wrestling tag team champions, that's just phenomenal. And you can really see the progression. You've got other guys like some Millie McKenzie, Chris Brooks, people that are doing big things in Japan as well. Um, so it's a really exciting time to be a wrestling fan, and I'm sure it's a really exciting time to be a wrestler. I mean, yeah, especially... Here in uh, the black country, we've had some great yeah. guys coming through, haven't we, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Sparks? We have, we have, we have indeed. Who were the guys you got, uh, other than you two, obviously? Uh, what other guys uh, should we look out for in terms of independent wrestlers that are coming through the ranks at AWW? We've got some really good guys coming through at the moment. Um, Max Blaze, that kid has got something special. He really has. He's a, he's a young kid. And he's 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 green around the ears for one of the best way of putting it. Yeah. But you know when someone's just got something and you're like, mate, I wish I was training at your age. Maybe I could have been Roughly, how old is he? Early twenties? No, not he, even that. Teenager. 15, 16. Is he? Yeah. yeah. He's um, one of those guys. Yeah. Is it Adam? Adam Jones? Is he? I, I was speaking to earlier. Is he Adam Jones? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's known as the Smiler. He's yeah. a tenacious young lad. He's he's he loves it. Absolutely loves it. Um, again, he's young. He's learning, and you can see he's just going to get better and better and better. He's he's a character yeah. kind of wrestling. The best way I can describe him. He's he's got he's kind of like best way I put him. He's uh, he's AWW's creative character wrestler. He wants to have some sort of big meaning behind everything he does. Yeah. So he's he's working on all that, and I think when he nails it, it's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. The younger guys have got so much like heart, determination that they do it because they love it. They don't just do it for someone to do on the side. It's what they want to do. Yeah. So it, 
if we were their age and we had the opportunity, I'd, I probably would have jumped at it, even if I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. Because yeah, I mean the likes of Edge and Chris Jericho and Angle, like I idolised them. So if I knew at 15, 14 that well, there's a school rent down the road, you could actually learn to do what they did. Yeah. I'd have probably jumped at it. I was talking to somebody the other day about this, um, you know, back in the time when I was really, when I wanted to be a wrestler, you know, I'm going back to like 14, 15. And the only real opportunities at the time, from what I know, because you didn't have the internet then and it wasn't as well connected, you couldn't find things as easily. I remember, I think it was UK Hammerlock down in Kent, uh, yeah. which seemed like the other side of the world from some, like for a kid at the time in Tipton that couldn't drive and had never <laughs> been outside of the black country. Um, but now with these type of schools on people's doorsteps and the awareness of them through social media, um, it's really it's got to be really exciting for those young guys that you talk about to be able to go into a, a school like yours and learn how to wrestle. Oh, without doubt, without doubt, we've we've had so many faces come coming in the last twelve twelve months, and you know it, it, it's so rewarding when you see them coming, looking around sheepishly. Yeah. And then they take that first bump outside. They go, she's good. They take that first bump in the ring. That surprises them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That first one in the ring. Oh, I and mean, we've got a really nice ring. It must yeah. be said. Our, our ring at our training academy is a fantastic. It's a big 16-footer. Uh, yeah. It's really, really nice. Really well, really well put together by the guys at Wrestling Rings UK. Checks in the post. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it when you see them go from that to having the confidence to say, well, I want to do a springboard and they jump up, they hit that top rope and they go flying. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember you taking that first bump and going, ah, yeah. <laughs> and now you're throwing springboards out. You're out teching, you know, some of the guys who've been here five, six, seven years. It's yeah. fantastic. So, What's the um what's the breakdown of male and female go? Because obviously in, in recent times there's been more of a spotlight on the women's women's divisions, really. AW have had a bit of criticism of late. WWE actually doing really good and bringing in Jade Cargill, I think, so to boost their women's division. Um I, I noticed on the indies you get a lot of male versus female matches as well. That seems to be more of a feature of independent wrestling. And we've had some guys on that have had these matches and just talked about like uh, the challenges, I suppose, to present themselves, to present the match and not to create any controversy. Uh, have you got many female wrestlers in it and do you have the intergender matches? Um, we haven't had any intergender matches. We've got some female trainees. Yeah. And uh, a lot of a lot of the females are fresh uh, yeah. because a, a lot of a lot of the girls who turn up. They what's the best way of describing it? It's a very male dominated sport. Yeah. So some of them come in, feel uncomfortable and go back out as quick as they've got in. But it's it, it's one of those things like you, once they've stayed for like a couple of sessions and they feel comfortable and they realise, oh, we're part of the family. Yeah. That's when they start progressing and they get into it. We've, we've had a couple of, uh, a couple of girls who've come through and uh, gone on to go elsewhere and they're doing their own thing now. Um, we've got a few here at the moment who are training, you know, le learning really well so far. Um, yeah. we've got clairvoyant is one of ours at the moment, yeah. uh, came in, started training, um, did quite well, did quite well, took, um, took a lot of time to get to where she wanted to be, but she got such a great character, such yeah. a great character. So she ended up being on shows 
as a as a manager as a character, yes. and she's done well with that. I think. Yeah, she, yeah, she's the spoilers part. manager at the moment. Yeah, um, they're part of the wicked, wicked, yes, wicked there at the team. wicked faction. But yeah, yeah. We, we also bring in the likes of um, Aluna Blue. She's been oh, in. Yeah. Um, is it Harley Hudson? Yeah, Harley Faith. Harley well. Faith. Yeah, Alfie, Cat so, Von Cage. Yeah, so we've had quite a few externals come in to either wrestle someone who's come through the academy or to put on a show between themselves, just so yeah. we have got that women's spotlight still. Yeah. We know Aluna Blue really well. Um, she's appeared on some of the Ignite shows. I've seen her at BCCW as well. She had a um, no-DQ match on Sunday down at Ignite, <laughs> which was a new experience for her. I think talking to her before the match, she was quite nervous because it was just a new experience. But she went out there with a girl called Kira Chimera, and they absolutely okay. smashed it. They had a great match. Um, but that's great that you're kind of building that division as well. Um, not only do you guys train wrestlers, am I right in saying that you guys train referees as well and, or, and people that are looking to get into wrestling from a production point of view? Yes. Yes. So we we'll, we had a wrestling, uh, not a wrestling, sorry, a referee seminar. Uh, was that? I think it was last month. Yeah, it was recent. Yeah. So we got like one of the top indie referees in the UK to come down and he's worked some massive shows. I think he's worked like some of the big, big shows as well. I think he's been in America loads of places, but we got him down Yeah. Um, and he went over what a referee should do, how to communicate to the wrestlers about specific things and, you know, what kind of telltale things to look out for, checks to make, all this kind of stuff. So, um, that was a really interesting experience. I mean, for for the wrestlers as well, yeah. Because some of the wrestlers um, don't know the how important a referee is. A referee is like a major glue holding that whole thing together. Yeah. In in terms of kind of your guys' ambition for not only yourselves but for the company, uh, Donny, I'll come to you first. Uh, what is it that? Um, you guys take this very seriously and yes it's a hobby and it's something you do you've both got regular jobs as well um but where would you like to get with your rest obviously the the sky's the limit for for you for uk wrestlers at the minute and wrestlers worldwide what is it that you guys want to do is it to step more into a a role where you're training the stars of the future that like you touched on axel or is the is there opportunities that you want yourself within wrestling? You know, you've got plenty, you're still young and you've got plenty of time that you'll be between the ropes. So uh, what is it that you want to do, first of all, Donny? Um, I think I think at the end, it'll be to start getting the, the younger talent over because um, that's how wrestling stays alive. Yeah. Gen- keep getting the new generations in through the door and yeah. um, keep improving them. Um, but we, we were starting to... Well, as individuals and as a tag team, and to get booked outside of AWW, yeah. Um, in 2019, but obviously, COVID it put that to a stop. So I would potentially like maybe over the next year or so to start branching out a bit more. Yeah, just for a personal thing, just to get on different shows, be in different locker rooms, wrestling different rings against different opponents. Yeah, just yeah. I, I think that's the the enjoyment, and it's all a learning curve. So if I can wrestle someone I've possibly never heard of and have a great match and pick up a few tips or if I could show them something and they think, oh, great, and they use that again. Yeah. 
that's that's um, yeah. I think that'd be a good way to go. But I would like to branch out a bit more. And yeah, but you've got two things there, haven't you? You've got meeting people that you've never met before. You're not aware of. Um, you know, they're perhaps starting their journey in wrestling, or you just haven't crossed paths. But you've got guys coming over as well from the states and Japan doing independent bookings. I mean, we got Moxley at Wolverhampton in a few weeks. I think in October, you got Eddie Kingston over. Uh, for a match against Luke Jacobs, I think down in London, that's coming up soon. So as you say, by going into these different locker rooms, you never know who you're going to cross paths with and who you're going to end up in the ring with. Yeah, which is part of the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we've had, um, like I say, we've had the likes of Bram. Um, I know back in the day, Scotty Tuotti, I think Hoover Two Guerrero. I think Scotty Tuotti's been over recently as well, yeah. yeah. We've had a few that have wrestled for us and, Obviously, if you even if you're just in the locker room with them and not necessarily in the ring with them, they're, they're a fountain of knowledge, and you've you've got to take what you can out of them. Yeah. Try and be a sponge. Have you got similar aspirations, Axel, in terms of getting on a few more shows and branching out more in the UK, or or do you see your role? Obviously, you're a trainer as it is. So, do you want to kind of develop that training role? Or is it a bit of both for you? A little bit of both. Um, I feel I've got some unfinished business on the UK scene. Yeah. Um, particularly, uh, much like uh, Mr. Sparks <laughs> said uh, earlier, we were just hitting some strides. And yeah. fun, funnily enough, I was when Zach was down uh, last week, I said I was booked against you. With me and me and my tag partner were booked against you and your brother, the hooligans. Yeah. And then lockdown happened, and that didn't oh, happen. Man. I mean, in a way, I'm glad it didn't happen at that point because I'm nowhere near the wrestler I am now. I'd have been made a fool of. <laughs> no, I'm down. sure. Uh, I'm sure it would have been a good experience with Zach, but like you say, you're a lot more experienced now and uh, got a lot more reps in, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, much, much like uh, much like Mr. Sparks, I'd love to get back out there and get back in the ring with some different guys. I mean, maybe some of the bigger guys on the scene, I'd like to kind of challenge myself with. A little yeah. bit, kind of. I'm a bit more confident in going out there now. Yeah. Um, but especially, I'd like to do some tag matches. I'd like to go to different companies with Mister Sparks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, lock horns with some guys up and down, and uh, that that'd be a good one for me. That'd yeah. be a fantastic thing, as as well as continuing to develop the guys at home. Cool. And maybe even take some of those guys at home with us. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we're going down to. Oh, I don't know. Um, let's think of some somewhere of BEW or uh, Carnival or whatever it might be, whatever promotion it might be. We're going down here, boys. Do you want to come down? They might not have a spot, but come down, get involved, uh, enjoy the show, ask the promoter, speak to them. That's that's a lot of what this is. You go, you speak to the guys. Can I help out? Yeah. Is there a space on the show? Such and such have just dropped out the rumble. Have you got your gear? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Five minute spot. Impress me. Yeah, that's what a lot of guys will, will do. If you just turn up and help out, they, they don't forget it. Yeah, and as you guys know, we try and shine a bit of a spotlight on on UK wrestling and independent wrestling, and we want more and more independent wrestlers on. So if there's anything we can do to kind of help you guys branch out and other guys, AWW and BCCW, um, that's exactly like we get great you know to, to hear your guys experiences we like live vicariously through you because we're the other side of the microphone if you like we're not taking the bumps but for you guys to be sharing locker rooms with likes dave mastiff and zach zodiac 
um that is that is awesome so congratulations on everything so far um it's been great having you both on in terms of when it first well two things really to finish one how can people who are looking to get into wrestling to start training or perhaps people that used to train even pre-lockdown you know they got into it lockdown came they haven't gone back to it and they want to go and you know they've got unfinished business they want to scratch that itch and they want to get back in the ring how can they get involved with training at awwe are you actively looking for students at the minute or are you at capacity uh we're always looking for students we've got we we train mondays uh wednesdays fridays and sundays so we have a lot of sessions throughout the week um so there's always room for people to come and get involved and it's different days have different trainers um but if you do want to come down and get involved at aww we are at unit eight hillcrest business park in dudley and the postcode for that is dy298 p so we've got a fantastic facility massive unit 16 foot ring um we've got some facility a gym facility in there as well so if you're you know, you you can book the room out to hire the ring with one of the trainers to do one to one sessions in between. If you want some more time individually, yeah. as well as the several sessions we've got throughout the week with trainers, including Dave Dave Mastiff. Honestly, if you could do a Dave Mastiff session on a Monday night, do not miss out. Well, I feel like night. people really need to take the make the most of that op- opportunity. Hopefully, I know Dave's fairly local, and um, hopefully, he'll be at AWW for a long time. But at the same time, if he was recalled from an NXT or an Impact Wrestling, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? No, not at all. The the things he comes out with is just so phenomenal, and it's the silliest, tiniest little details, and it's those silly, tiny little things that make you go from a wrestler there that people go, oh, he's quite good, to the guy up there and go, he's shit hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. And in terms of your upcoming show, the next show, if people like, such as myself, I want to come down to your next show and watch and uh, hopefully see you both in the ring, whether that's as a tag team or individually. Um, when's your next show coming up? Hopefully a tag team. Hopefully. <laughs> um, our next show is uh, Saturday, 7th of October, again from the Hales Owen Taylor Hall. Yeah. Um, the doors open at 6, uh, the show starts at 6.30. You can get tickets on the door on the day, subject to availability. Okay, All best to get them in advance, though. Yeah, you can go to uh, eventbright.co.uk um, and then you can look for the show through there and then you can get your tickets. Okay, okay. awesome. We'll and um, yeah, is it family-friendly, guys, or is it more of an adult audience at these shows? No, it's very family-friendly. Awesome. Um, fun for the whole family. It's uh, it's not so much blood and guts. Yeah, but it's just it, it... going to different. Really, this year I've really stepped it up since I've been involved with the podcast. Going to more and more independent shows. I love the fact that there's families there, and you've got kids that are kind of five and six, and there's grannies and granddads in their eighties and nineties, and everyone in between, and everybody is loving the show. And um, with the show on Sunday, there was an elderly lady in there and she was shouting at one of the wrestlers, leave him alone, leave him alone. And I just <laughs> absolutely like loved it. The fact that the whole family can go and have really what, what you would say is a really cheap night out as well. I know kind of everyone's yeah. got to watch what they're spending these days. But, you know, if you can pick four, four tickets up for 40, 50 quid, that's really good value and a, and a great oh. night out for the family. 
Fantastic, yeah. I, I think our tickets are usually eight, nine pounds. Eight pounds. Eight pounds. So eight pound. you take more notice than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that eight pound per ticket, it's it's a no brainer. You get two hours plus of wrestling entertainment. We have in ring photos, merch all over the place. Licensed um, bar for the adults. Licensed bar for the adults. It's great. And I, again, you've got the women with the sticks going, Ew, scoundrel. <laughs> and the kids going, <laughs> Mr. Sparks. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, that's that's the next generation of you performers coming through right there, isn't it? The kids that exactly it is that. so accessible. And and to have kids going to your shows and watching you guys and, and one day to be in the ring with you guys that have inspired them to start training in the first place, that is like must be pretty rewarding for you as well. So Oh yeah. I mean we actually have kids um Training. training facilities i mean you know all about this yeah um during the school holidays yeah um there's usually one to three days where they'll put on training for kids yeah so kids from is it four and above no six and six above. and above six and above can come along that can have an actual training session they get in the ring and they do a bit of promo work character work they get to make friends with all people with like-minded um hobbies and interests while you're wrestling um, and they get to have a little match at the end. So yeah. it's the stepping stone to get them ready for when they turn 14 and they can um, come along to the actual training. Yeah. Um, they, they, they sell out the uh, summer school, well, I sort of call them summer school, the holiday camps. Yeah. And they do sell out rather quick because they're, they're that popular. That's awesome to hear as well. Because as I say, we're advocates for all wrestling. We we like it all. We're getting to little disputes on the show about AEW and WWE and certain performers, <laughs> but we're just wrestling fans. So to obviously know some of you guys and to to be involved to a degree at Ignite, we don't book shows or anything like that, but we're there, you know, we're doing the podcasting stuff and it's been like a great journey for us as well. Uh, and as I say, if any of your kind of colleagues, any of your fellow wrestlers would like to jump on a podcast at some because we've had some guys that haven't done any podcasting at all. Um, so just helping to hone their skills in this environment, um, we'd be more than willing to help out. But thank you so much for your time, lads. And um, I'll thank see you at Hail Zone in a couple of weeks' time. Shame indeed, sir. But thanks everyone for checking out our podcast. Uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, we've got a raw review going out tomorrow. We've got a uh, a dynamite review coming up Thursday. Uh, we've got um, a number of guests coming up soon, including Raven. Uh, we're talking to Maven actually tomorrow. You haven't got a rhyme with Raven or Maven to get booked on this show, but uh, we've got both of those coming up for you. So uh, nothing left to say other than buckle down and stay safe. Take care, guys. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTTBuckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.